Hey friend, how are you doing? No, for real. How are you doing? We are here like we're like a couple steps here, 10 steps, actually, we'll say 10 days into August. And I'm like, what in the world? This year is flying by. But you know what they say? Time flies when you're having fun, right? So today, let's talk about homeschool, not just time flying by. And when you're homeschool and kids, and oh, time just continues to fly by. But let me just say that I am so over all of the back to school ads, the long lists of impossible things to find. And you know what? I don't miss that at all. And I kind of joked that, that was like the tipping point when we made that change to homeschool that it was just like the final thing. I just dreaded getting that list. It would be like maybe a week before the school year would start when my kids were in public school and it'd be a whole long list of things to get. And there was just life. Life was full and to have to run out and get get these exact things. Again, I don't miss that at all. But when it comes to homeschool, guess what? You, you are the captain of your ship. If you want those things, if you want those specific dry erase markers or specific crayons or specific trapper keepers. Ooh, that's going down memory lane right there. If you want those specific things, go ahead. You are more than welcome to get those. But if you don't want them, you don't have to worry about it. Your child can start the homeschool year without that list, without whatever the ads. I don't have TV, so I don't know if there's ads on TV. I just scroll right past them if I see them on social media or anything. I have no idea. I kind of like beeline away from that part of the store when I'm shopping. Uh, there's a couple things that I do get and I'll tell you about those. But I don't I don't worry about those things. And but again, if you want it, go ahead, you can get it. Today though, I've narrowed down the list to five things to get you started on this homeschool year. So go ahead, grab a pen and a paper. It can be like a scrap little piece of paper because it's not going to take up much room. Okay, you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. As a homeschool mom, you are probably bombarded, and I hope that I am not included in that as well, but you can get bombarded by all of the things that you're told you need for homeschool, and it just makes homeschool so much more complicated than it needs to be. And I want you to simplify it because I don't want it to be complicated. If you enjoy complication, you can add complication. (laughs) Just having children and having a full home, that's a lot of complication, I thoroughly enjoyed having all of the things back when I was homeschooling all three kiddos. And so I enjoyed having those things. But today, let's dial it back and let's just get back to the basics. Now, I feel a little silly kind of sharing this episode because currently, while this episode is airing, my husband and I have been 
on a business trip. We have basically been on vacation. He has to do business things, but because I'm his plus one, I get to just do all the fun business things. He has to go to the trainings. And when he's at the trainings, I kind of have some free time to do what I want. So it's kind of fun to be the plus one, but we've been on a business trip and we've just been on vacation. We actually have another vacation coming up as well this month. And so this is the blessing of having many years of homeschooling and becoming much more laid back about it. And also I'm homeschooling a teen. And so I'm not feeling super overwhelmed by this. I will literally go shopping for some homeschool supplies. It will take me five minutes maybe to grab those couple of things and I will be back out of the store and I can order them online too. But I kind of, I think it's fun just to go to the store and get those couple of things. But this list that I'm going to give you today is from... Even when I was in the throes of homeschooling three kids, even those years, there was a year or two where I had one in elementary, middle, and high school. And I know a lot of people don't keep track of that. I only know that because the state that I live in, I have to know that in order to meet the regulations for that age that they're in. So there's elementary, then there's middle, and there's high school. So there's different things that I had to meet. So I found myself, you know, I mean, it's okay. Let's just say it was a little crazy when they were all three in elementary and then spread out. And then it started to get a little bit easier as the oldest got older and more independent. So going to tell you that if you are in the midst of the very, we'll say full years of homeschooling and raising children that it does, it, it becomes lighter, but I become much more laid back. And even in my years of feeling like I needed to have all these things, these are the basics. Okay. You ready? You got that scrap piece of paper. You got that pen. You're ready to, you know, scribble these down. Let's, let's, let's dive into it right now. Okay. So the first one here is curriculum, but not just any curriculum. And I mentioned in the previous episode, episode 175 talked about the fact that people just want to hear, well, what curriculum did you do, Lee? And then they just want to take that and do that exact curriculum that I did. Well, you know, that worked for my family for that one year. That doesn't mean that we continue to do all of those. And maybe I didn't even do those same list of resources when the next kiddo was that same age. But I want you to find curriculum that aligns with your family, with your goals, and with your homeschool lifestyle. And when you have absolute clarity on what curriculum aligns with your family overall, with each individual child, the exact year that they are, it feels so freeing. And you're not wondering, is this the right curriculum? You're not switching and changing curriculum just because you think there's something better out there because you've gained absolute clarity. And the word clarity, that is exactly why I named my program, Clarify Your Homeschool because I want you to have exact clarity. Be intentional about your choices. Don't just pick something because somebody else did it. It's fine to use others as resources and to hear from them what they've used, whether this is somebody you know in your real life or maybe you've seen online, but then take the time to actually sit down and look at that. So say it is a science curriculum for a fourth grader. Take the time and actually look. Does this align with my family? Does this align? Is this going to be a good resource for this child? Does this go with my goals for this homeschool year? And in the previous episode, if you didn't listen to it, when you're done here, you're going to go listen to that and you're going to set up some goals as well. Does this curriculum, does this science book, 
Does it even align with our homeschool lifestyle? If it does not, it is not the science book to use. Don't worry. There are other resources out there. It's not the only one. There's actually probably too many resources out there. And that's where oftentimes a lot of us get frustrated and just not sure and think that, well, this is kind of going a little bit okay. There's probably something better out there. Let me go find something better. Maybe the book is okay to use, but you actually create something around the book that works better for you. Maybe you don't need to do every single science experiment in the book. There, I said it. I have released you. You don't have to do every single science experiment. There were some years I did no science experiments, but you know what? My kids made up their own science experiments. And I can guarantee you that most of the knowledge that my kids about know about like how the world works and how things, how physics even, and chemistry, they know from things that they have tried. I did chemistry with my youngest this past year. I did it in a different way than I did with my older two. And the older two were quite jealous, but he has so much knowledge of chemistry now. And he would tell me, he's like, oh, I already knew about that because from this time that we burned this or something, I was like, what, what, when did that happen? Oh, well, it's, it's, I'm like, okay, well, everything's fine. You've got all your fingers and toes, all the hairs on your head. You didn't singe anything and you didn't burn that in the house. So let's just not do that again. How about that? He's like, oh, okay. So anyway, the first thing here is curriculum that aligns with your family and let's get you absolute clarity for that. In the confusion, let's clear that away. Let's clear all the confusion away and let's figure out what is your vision? What is your goals? Let's figure out the styles of homeschooling that align to you and then let's really narrow it down and study together what curriculum is going to work best for you right now. And that's what we'll do and clarify your homeschool. Now, if you are just starting out with homeschool, or maybe you have complicated your homeschool so much. This is my advice for you. Pull back. When I mentioned the science curriculum and the science experiments, I want you to ignore science. I want you to ignore history. I want you to ignore geography. I want you to ignore music lessons, art lessons. And I want you to focus on two things, and that is math and language arts. Now, what's included in language arts really depends upon the age of your children. So for example, in language arts, Spelling would be something would be a foundational part of the elementary years. But as you get older, you would then drop that spelling and then focus more on vocabulary. But I want you to focus in on the math and the language arts. Now the math, there's a ton of programs out there. Really the best way to do that is to figure out how your child learns best and then figuring out which math program is going to meet that. Is it best for them to do something just on a computer? Is it better for them to take a more laid back approach to math because they struggle with math? Do they actually want just a textbook and a notebook? Do they need a tutor? Do they need to step up and go actually to try out a more rigorous math curriculum? And again, when you're confused about all this, we go through all of this and clarify your homeschool, but just focus in on getting them something for math, however you want to do that, and then language arts. And a course included in language arts is reading. I've talked a lot about reading, getting them to read, get them to read to each other, you to read to them. Because really, if you have the basics of math and you have the basics of reading and writing, everything else can be learned after that. Okay, so the first thing is curriculum. Number two here, all right? It kind of goes a little bit with the curriculum, but the next thing that you need is the basics here is books, 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 and books. Now, this does not mean that you have to have books and books and books and books and books at your house. I know the books can become expensive. I do highly recommend hitting up 
used curriculum uh, sales, book sales at your library, garage sales, yard sales, whatever you call them in your, your neck of the woods, but get to places that you can buy books used because then you don't have to worry about getting them back to the library, which is the second part. So it doesn't mean that you have to have all these books at your home. I do highly recommend just continue to add to your books, to your library, to a home library. So the second part then is lots of books for reading or, and, or we'll say access to books. And this can include something just very simple is maybe you say once a week, we are going to go to the library. You could set a specific day. Maybe you say every Wednesday after lunch, we're going to go to the library, or maybe it's every Friday morning. Maybe it's a bulk of your morning. Maybe you just go, maybe that's what you do on Friday is you go to the library, you sit and you read there, you enjoy your time there, and then you come home and you read some more, you eat lunch, maybe they read outside, maybe they play outside, and that is your Friday. That sounds like a fantastic Friday, actually. If you do that, sign me up, I will be over. <laughs> so the second thing, the second basic thing you need to start is just books, having access to books. Again, whether they're at home or they're from the library and you borrow them and then return them, bring backpacks, bring like a rolling cart, bring whatever it is you need to get all of the books home. And then you got to come up with a system to keep track of them too. That can be a little difficult sometimes. All right, number three here, and it feels a little silly even mentioning this, but pencils. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you from experience, please, 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 please skip the cheap pencils. I know that maybe the store brand is on sale and it's 25 cents for 24 pencils, but I'm going to tell you those are going to break. The erasers are terrible. Just don't save your 25 cents, save the heartache and the frustration and just go get some good pencils. My preference, I love the Ticonderoga pencils. They're in the green and maybe like yellowish orange, like the color of a pencil box. And I get those just one pack and we're good for the year because they actually last. They'll sharpen and then they won't like automatically break. So along with that, make sure you have pencil sharpeners. When my kids were little, I had some like really cheap little ones because they break them all the time. For a while we had an electric pencil sharpener and that was the best. When I was in the throes of all three kids and there was just a lot of work that was doing a lot of pencil work, that was really good. Now we just have one of those old school ones. It just like suctions onto the table and you just, you know, you turn it and it sharpens and it's great. But if you buy cheap pencils, they are not going to last. If you want them to last, make sure you get good pencils. And the fourth thing here kind of is along the lines of that. It kind of sounds silly to say, but I highly recommend just having notebooks and loose leaf paper because most anything can happen. Those notebooks can become journals. They can become assignment books. They can become where they do their math work. It can be, become a writing notebook. It can be to work out whatever problems that you have for your homeschool, whether it's no matter what subject it is, it can become for spelling, but just having a stack. I just go and I purchased a whole big stack of notebooks and loose leaf paper and we'll see what we use. And I'd rather get it at the beginning of the year. And then I know that I have it than having to search for things because the back to school sales, there is one good thing about it. They have a lot of selection, a lot of things out there and probably I'm going to suggest that you get there sooner rather than later before everything really gets cleaned out. And then maybe go back um, probably the end of this month, beginning of September, once schools have started and everything is so much cheaper and maybe you can pick up a couple extra things. Okay. Number five here. This is not something that is tangible. You cannot hold it in your hand, 
but it is going to be my biggest thing that I'm telling you that you need when you start back to your homeschool year. Are you ready for it? Here, here we go. Number five, must have. It's three words. Ready? I want you to have a sense of adventure. (laughs) You know, it's going to add something in that wasn't tangible, right? But just have a sense of adventure. If we go into the homeschool year and we are so rigid and have such strict plans, there is going to be frustration. There is going to be tears. There is going to be fractures in relationships and the tears and the frustration is probably going to come more so from you than from your children. When we have a sense of adventure, okay, we are starting this out. We have some plans, but I want you to hold them loosely. Things happen. Things come up during the year and it is up to us as the mom. It's up to you to pivot And to say, you know what, this isn't what I planned, but we are going to consider this a sense of adventure and we're going to just go with the flow and do this and fit in the school. And maybe it is an unexpected trip that comes up or maybe, uh, you know, I don't want to say this is with adventure. Maybe there's an illness and not that it's an adventure, but it's just having that sense of adventure. In other words, you are saying, you know what, I'm just going to take things as they are. And we're just going to do the here and the now, and I'm going to let the rest of the things fall into place. When we just say, you know what, we're going to let things just kind of go as they go. And so maybe let's go back to, you have purchased a science and you want to do science in a family style. And I highly, highly recommend that. And you say, we're going to start, we're going to do this, but you start with the science and you get a couple weeks in and you're finding that this science, even though it's a great book. It just focuses on a lot of big things and your kids really want to narrow down to just the science and the things that they find in their backyard. So maybe, for example, I would say maybe it is just an overall animal kingdom book and you start reading and they just really get into, we'll say, the insects and they start discovering insects in their yard and they just really want to focus in on that. We'll have a sense of adventure. Maybe put aside the marine life that you're going to go into next. Maybe you don't live anywhere near the ocean or big lakes or ponds or well, there's usually ponds and stuff somewhere, but it's not an easy access, but they're really focused and interested in the ant colonies and the bees that they see buzzing around and the worms. Well, then just kind of put that aside, like moving on and have a sense of adventure, letting them discover the world. And then you just make finding some resources to come alongside that. Maybe again, picking up some books from the library. Maybe it's finding a YouTube video and just taking that kind of rabbit trail, we'll say. So number five is having a sense of adventure. You are getting to do this day today with your kids and you get to do tomorrow too. How amazing is that? So what do you think? I think those five things are pretty doable. And I can think back to myself. Sometimes I would think that you might be feeling like this too. Like, okay, the pencils and the paper and the getting to the library, that is very doable. The curriculum, I'm working on that. And then the sense of adventure would be the one that I know can sometimes be a little bit harder. But really, when I mean the sense of adventure, it is our mindset of how we think about things instead of seeing things as an inconvenience. We see it as just a pivot, as just a new experience we get to go through life together. And so when we just kind of go with the flow a little bit more than being rigid, we'll experience that sense of adventure. And the more that you do it, the more that it becomes second nature. 
So friend, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and that you are getting excited about the homeschool year. And I would love to be able to hear a little bit more from you. Did you know that you can leave a review on your podcast app? I read all of the reviews and it blesses me and encourages me and helps me to keep on going. And so I'd love to be able to hear from you. Today, I want to read to you a review from, let's say it's Rabon92213. And I know that's not her name, but that's just what comes up when you go and leave a review. But she said, I have four kids at home, all of which are under eight. Oh, bless you, mama. This podcast has been my favorite since we started homeschooling five years ago. The insight and wisdom from a seasoned homeschool mom is godsend. When I need to refocus, refresh, or get some encouragement to keep at it, I go to this podcast first. Thank you. I am so blessed by that. And I, I just appreciate it. What happens is, is when you leave reviews, it actually signals to the podcast app to put out my podcast to others so that other moms can be blessed too. They can come into community with us. They can also feel refocused and refreshed and get this encouragement as well. So I'd appreciate it if you can leave a review. Thank you very much. All right, friend, I am going to be heading back from my business, well, <laughs> my husband's business trip from my plus one trip that I've been able to go to. We've actually been in Florida. Yes, Florida in August. It was an interesting destination for his business to choose, but thus we have done well and we have enjoyed ourselves and ready to fly back home and see the kiddos. So I hope you are having a really good day and a really great summer and I'll see you back here on Monday again. Okay. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.